Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome back to Tales from 2AM. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I have been a Steelers fan since birth. My children have been Steelers fans since birth. Ten minutes into their lives, actually less than that, they were draped in a terrible towel. My daughter, who just had her 12th birthday the other day, we were not just celebrating her birthday, but we also have to celebrate the fact that she was born on May 14th, and so was Lawrence Timmons. So when I put the Facebook messages out there of, you know, happy birthday to one of the greatest people that have ever blessed my life, I put a picture of Lawrence Timmons first. <laughs> then I put my daughter and that's a joke that we have, but she always will be known. She always knows that she was born the same day as Lawrence Timmons. So I look at every time somebody's drafted, I look to see if they were, they were born the same day as my kids. And I let them know that they're favorites first and we have a laugh and it's just, I, <laughs> but Lauren, I'll always have that soft spot for Lawrence Timmons. My son was almost born on Tom Brady's birthday. And thank goodness that he he waited for the next day to be born because I couldn't have him on the same day as Tom Brady. But <laughs> so it's tales from 2 AM. We are talking about fan bases. And if you are in the live chat right now, or if you're, if you've downloaded this podcast, this is not your typical podcast. And you know, this, this is not the podcast where we're going to talk about X's and O's. And we're not going to talk about mini camp that much. And we're not going to talk about this, the current Steelers. We have two podcasts daily that talk about that. And we have, uh, we, we're going to talk about that so much. This is a little bit of a, a departure. This is one of those 
a more fun show where it's not your typical show. We talk about more of the backdrop of the game and we're talking about fans and, and we talk about jerseys. Sometimes we talk about so many different things, great Steelers stories. Last week we talked about how we became fans because of moms. We'll do that again on father's day too. We want to talk about though is fan bases, the worst and best fan bases in the, in the game of football. If you typically look at the top five for fan bases, you're going, you're definitely going to see the green Bay Packers. A lot of times they come in number one, you're going to see the, the Raiders for some reason, they're always ranked high because what I read was it doesn't matter if they played in Los Angeles, if they played in Vegas, if they, if they play in Oakland, those fans follow, they're around, they're here forever, ever. That's a really good fan base. The Pittsburgh Steelers are always mentioned in that fan base. One thing that I hate, hate about when everybody talks about the Steelers fan base, they talk about how well Steelers fans travel. That's not true. Steelers fans don't travel any more than most fan bases to follow that team. They don't travel as much as you think they do. They relocate. Everybody I'm looking at here, and I I know these, I know all these Steeler fans here. Most of the Steeler fans are not from Pittsburgh that are in our live chat. I know Kathy's from Kansas. I know that uh, Dave Shipley is uh, lives in in Florida. I we had uh, we have fans from New Jersey. Brianna's from Cleveland. You know, we have, we have, might not be from there, but you live there. So when you see all of these, these Steelers, I went to a, a Chargers game in San Diego, Monday night football, 2005. I traveled, but I was out to visit some friends and, and we corresponded for that game. But most of the people there were California residents that traveled an hour or two hours to see their team. When I went to a Jacksonville game, 75% of them were Steelers fans. Most of them were from the state of Florida and the Steelers came to see him. It's just like if you're a fan of the Rolling Stones or Janet Jackson and they're touring Maroon five and they're touring and they come to your town. You're like, Hey, guess who's coming to town? Green day's coming to town. Let's go see him. That's what happens with Steelers fans. So that's exactly. So that's kind of what you get. But what's the perception of Steelers fans? So I'm reading, I'm, I'm reading this. And the thing that I'm reading, the Steelers are always in that mix. The Cowboys are in that mix of the best fan bases. Buffalo's in that mix. Buffalo's, they're insane. They're, I mean, my gosh. I mean, I'm sure there's normal Buffalo fans, but the ones that light themselves on on fire and jump through a table off of an RV, Bill's Mafia, my gosh. Screw loose. I, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm not even gonna do that. And 
we know why I'm called Mr. 2AM because I did some stupid things back in the 90s. But <laughs> Bills fans, wow, they're crazy. But they're they're loyal. They're good fans. But every time I'm reading stuff about the Steelers fans, I'm seeing something. They mention the word spoiled all the time. Now I'm reading stuff that we have a perception of being whiny. I'm not saying this. I'm just, I have to look at this objectively. Are we as Steelers fans, Steeler Nation, are we whiny fans? Do, are we, do we go crazy when things don't go right? Do we expect too much? Do we, have we only had six good seasons in our 88 year history? Some of us feel that way. Some of us are that way. We feel that, you know, gosh, if you don't win the Super Bowl, then it was a horrible season. You know, no, I'm not saying that uh, all of us, but there's some. But we, this is the perception that everything I'm reading, and I've looked at all these different lists, they say that, hey, man, they're great. They're loyal fans. But now we're becoming whiny. Nothing that Bill Cower did was good enough until we won a Super Bowl. 1998, 1999, 2000, they tried to run him out of town. Nothing Mike Tomlin has done is good enough. He won with Bill Cowher's players is what we're hearing all the time. Sorry. Lamar Woodley, Lawrence Timmons, those guys that that were a big part of the 2008 team, weren't Bill Cowers players. They were drafted by Mike Tomlin. You know, so that that's kind of, you know, we're spoiled and we think that we know more than the general managers and, and the team. And, you know, and that's our right as fans to, to spout off about it because we have this forum, we can do it. And I, I'm saying that, hey, I'm a Steelers fan. So if you're saying this, about me, then I might be exhibiting some of this, these behaviors too, but this is just the perception. It's kind of like our kids, you know, we love our children and they go to school and you have those, some parents in school that, you know, our kids can do no wrong and we're not going to see it. And our kids, and maybe in our head, our kids are better than your kids. You know, or when you hear that they did something wrong, not my kid. (laughs) You know what I'm saying here. So as Steelers fans, we can, we're going to think that we're better than everybody. Our team is better than everybody. But when you're home behind closed doors, you might be harder on them. And that's kind of what happens. Dave Shipley says in Colbert, I trust. Yeah, I trust in Colbert. I trust in Tomlin. You're going to hear me say that. But what I'm trying to get across is here is how do we look among fans of other NFL teams? Are we arrogant? Hell yeah, we're arrogant. We're arrogant fans. 
We are the same as the Patriots fans who are arrogant because guess what? They've done a lot of winning. They've done a lot of winning. We could rip on our team. We could rip on Tomlin. We could rip on Colbert. We can rip on Big Ben, but you can't rip on Big Ben. Just like Patriots fans are going to stick up for Brady when he was there. They're still going to stick up for Brady, I'm sure. Can't wait to see week four. That's going to be amazing um, when Tampa rolls into town. They could rip on Belichick if, if they want. We can't. I get it. We're just as passionate about the Steelers as the Patriots fans are about their team. And we are. But when we look at the Patriots fans, we think they're the most obnoxious people in the world. And we do. And why do we think that they're the most obnoxious fans in the world? Because they've won. They know that they've won. They know they're good. And they think they're better than you. And they have that phrase that drives me absolutely crazy. You hate us because you ain't us. And I hate that. I mean, I think they should actually say, you hate us because we're anus, because it drives me crazy. But are we, do we come off as that arrogant too? Michael John says, hey, six Super Bowls. Yeah, we've won su six Super Bowls, and we're never going to let you forget it. Somebody says this, uh, somebody told me this joke. It was a Ravens fan, one I'm good friends with. And he said, how many Steelers fans does it take to change a light bulb? And I'm like, all right, go ahead, tell me. He said, a thousand or a million. I think he said a million. And I'm like, all right, why a million? He said, one to change the light bulb and the other 999,000 to tell you how great the light bulb was back in the 70s. <laughs> and yeah, we kind of do that too. And we can do that about the 90s teams. We can do that about the, the uh, 2000s teams. I saw somebody, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent. Somebody, uh, I think Dave said it, somebody else said it, that how bad the Steelers were in the 80s. I was talking about how bad Detroit and Cleveland, how they'd love to have an 8-8 eight and eight season. The 80s teams were not as bad as everybody thinks. <laughs> yeah, they didn't win a Super Bowl, but they had some good years. And that's the funny thing about it. They still went to the playoffs four to five times in the 80s. Went to an AFC championship game in the mid-80s. And that was the horrible decade in the last 50 years for the Steelers. And that's the great thing about it. When the 80s are your worst decade. And you still were pretty darn good. You had an over 500 record in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's awesome. That is awesome if the 80s are your, my gosh, your dark point. Great decade. But. I could I could tell you about some amazing games in the 1980s and really good seasons. They just weren't Super Bowl. They didn't win the Super Bowl in the 80s. Technically, they won a Super Bowl in the 80s because they won one on January 19th, 1980. 
But that was the 1979 season. Brianna says we had three bad years in the 80s. Uh, yeah, there was just, they went to the playoffs a good bit in the 80s, but that's just what I'm saying. But back to the comparison between Steelers fans and Patriots fans. Patriots fans are the most arrogant people on earth in my eyes. But are we the same? Because they've, they have a great culture of winning. We've had and still have a pretty good culture of winning. We're still a great, great franchise. And when you have a team that you're proud of, you're going to, you're going to go ahead and you're going to spout it off. Jorge says, sorry, cannot respect a team that has had a head coach got caught cheating three times. Did the Steelers ever have a head coach get caught cheating? Yes. You know, the Steelers lost a draft pick in the late 70s because they were uh, not following the NFL mandated practice schedule and practicing in pads. And they lost... They lost a draft pick because of that. And another thing, and man, I hate saying this. The Steelers are probably one of the uh, first teams to abuse steroids in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. I believe it was the late 70s. Yeah, we, uh, we cheat too. We're not doing it now wasn't as high profile. My gosh. Chuck Noel wouldn't be coach if if he was in this era. If he was in the era of Twitter and ESPN and social media and everything we have, he would have been fired a long time ago. Watching the show on the Disney Channel. Actually, not Disney Channel, Disney Plus. And it's actually a really good show. It's about John Stamos. Now, bear with me. Uncle Jesse is the head coach of the Wisconsin basketball team. This is where you definitely know it's fictional because he gives them three national championships. And he he runs a clean program, but he throws it. He He's kind of a diva coach. He throws a chair in a tantrum, hits a referee. Next thing you know, he's out of basketball altogether. Bobby Knight threw a chair back in 1985. Two years later, he won the title. Of course, he didn't hit a referee. This is fictional, but this guy's now out of basketball, and he has to make his comeback by coaching a high school girls team at a private school in San Diego. It's not one of those goofy comedies. It's actually a, a really good drama. Uh, it could be a, called a dramedy. The reason I'm bringing it up is that's what happens now. Back then, you were doing the stuff that you were doing. No one was getting caught. And if you were getting caught, you weren't. I mean, it wasn't like it is now. So it's a... Uh, <laughs> Have mercy. Michael John just made me laugh writing Have Mercy uh tribute to the great John Stamos, who I saw for the first time in 1982 on the show General Hospital, believe it or not. He played a boxer named Blackie Parrish. There you go. Something that you're not going to get that 10 seconds of your life back. 
But so what have we discovered here? We discovered that I watch shows on Disney Plus with my daughter. We've discovered that I think the Cincinnati Bengals fans are the most unknowledgeable fans around. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers fans, which I'm one of, I'm a huge, I'm, I'm not a podcaster. I just have this platform. I'm a fan first. I'm not a journalist. I mean, don't think that I think that I'm a journalist at all. No, I'm a fan with a forum. And I'm blessed to have this forum. I'm a Steelers fan. I bleed black and gold. And I'll wear this every day of the week. Gosh, I've got the tattoo of the hypocycloids on my back. And it is not a lower back tattoo, Jeff Hartman. It is not a tramp stamp. I don't have a Steeler tramp stamp. But I do have one on my shoulder that I got as a dare after the, the Steelers won the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. And talk about that another time. But, you know, I'll be at the pool. Somebody else is a Steeler fan. I'm like, gosh, I hope so. <laughs> you know, so I'm always going to be sporting some kind of black and gold. I'm going to have it on my body now, which uh, I'm not a tattoo guy. I, I'm really not, but I got it. Um, so, yeah, Michael John looks like I'm ready for some snow. It's cold here in Maryland, but that's no reason I'm wearing a hat. Yeah, it is a bad hair day. <laughs> it's just not a good hair day. Um, but you know what? We are annoyed by Patriots fans, but I, I have no problem with a fan base that makes no apologies for their teams. Just like the Steelers, we're loyal fans. And I think the Patriots fans are loyal. The Patriots fans aren't going to go away at this point. I think that you have some fan bases that aren't as loyal. They come out of the woodwork, they go back in. And I'm not going to mention their names any, anymore. Rhymes with Baltimore Bravens. Um, but I will say this, but that's not everybody. And we can't pigeonhole everybody because like I said, Aaron's here in the live chat. He's a good fan and he's stating his case and he fights fair. And I will take any fan from any fan base that will fight fair. They're going to be loyal to their team, but still be cool about it. That's why Aaron's always welcome on my shows. And, and I'm, I, I love talking to him about Steelers Ravens rivalry. It's a great rivalry and you have a good rivalry. That's great. But are we considered whiny? Yeah. I think sometimes we are from the outside, but nobody, nobody supports their fans like Pittsburgh Steelers fans. And that's a mark of a good fan. Kansas city chiefs fans, great fans. I've heard, I had somebody, I talked about them when they were in the super bowl last year saying, Hey, how great and classy fans they were. I had a Steeler fan say, Oh my gosh, I live in Kansas city. We, uh, it's criminal how they treat treated us wearing Steeler stuff in there years ago. And some of the things that they did, um, yeah, that that's a shame. Those are great fans as far as loyalty. But when you put the fanatic in fan, when you go that, when you, when you put attic next to fan, that's when it gets scary. And we have it. 
<laughs> this is for another show. I'm just laughing because <laughs> that's a super chat. Steven, if, if I'm going to answer this question, and that's bad if you were a chick who's the one guy you would sleep with. Um, man, I got to tell you, that, that's at least worth, that is at least worth $10, $15 on a super chat. And I would, for you to get my answer on that. And I say this with a staunch record of heterosexuality. It's not John Stamos. Is that yours, Stephen Carestis? Um, I would, yeah, I have the answer. And I think a lot of you know the answer. And once again, I say it with a staunch record of, uh, of being a ladies man, or at least thinking I'm a ladies man, but you would at least have to, at least have to give me 10 in the live chat for me to answer that question. I'll let you guys guess. It's not a stealer. My ultimate man crush. I don't know if I'd sleep with him, but my ultimate man crush is, is Tom Selleck. So, <laughs> and it was a stepbrothers quote. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I forgot about that. That's awesome. Magnum PI. I tried to name the the new dog Magnum, and my wife said no. She said we're not naming the dog after a condom. I'm like, come on. And then in the '80s, you had to endure the fact that your quarterback looked like Tom Selleck, but wasn't as cool. Um, <laughs> Eric Eric Askew just gave me 15. Yeah, my ultimate the the guy that my ultimate man crush would be Tom Selleck. He's he's the greatest. I. Uh, I love my dad. If I had to, if I had to have a second dad, it would be Tom Selleck, the greatest, the the absolute greatest. Um, but like I said, I don't know if I'd I'd uh, I, I want to look like Tom Selleck. Every time I try a mustache, my wife's like, "You're trying to be Magnum." I'm like, "Yes, I'm trying to be Magnum," because he's awesome and he's awesome in Blue Bloods too. <laughs> So thanks for the super chat, Eric. I appreciate it. Steven, you owe Steven Carestis. Or is it Carestes? But you owe Eric Askew 750. <laughs> uh, so and the joke is the uh and I just use that and I say this with a staunch record of heterosexuality, that goes to uh the great Jason Alexander as George Costanza with with that joke. Um, thanks. Mean Joe says I was going to say BJ Finney since you wear his pants, LOL. Hey, he was just a current player and the pants were cheap enough. And I always wanted a uh, pair of Steelers pants. What I did not know. And I say this all the time now is I mentioned it to Zach Banner on that interview we had with Zach Banner. He's like, man, you don't understand. Finney was already gone from the team when he was saying this. He's like, Finney has tiny legs. And I look at the waist on that. He wore a size 38 pants waist. And he's a almost a 300-pound guy. I think he is over 300 pounds. He's a huge dude. But And then Banner said, yeah, he's got tiny legs. So I didn't do my homework. I had no idea that he had a tiny waist. So he's big on top and little on the bottom. Crazy. Boy, we're going out off the rails and we're coming up to an hour. What have we established here? We've established that the Steelers are amazing fans. 
we established that other fan bases, uh, one fan base that I didn't mention as an am- amazing fan base, the Philadelphia Eagles have an amazing loyal fan base. They're criminals. The Raiders have an amazing fan base. I would, I've got a cousin that back in the 80s used to go to LA Raiders games all the time. He has his scars named. This one here is Broncos of 86. This one's Seahawks of 87. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael John's asking. Uh, Michael John is asking, what is uh, the record for the Steelers in 2021? I think I've gone on record as saying 11 and 6. I gave them the win against the the Bills in week one. I'm kind of wavering. So I'm around 11 and 6, 10 and 7, but I wanna, went on record at 11 and 6. Doc Holliday says Eagles fans are awful, and he says a little bit more, just drunk and says a little bit more. I will say this. Yeah, but they're loyal to their team, and they're absolutely amazing. Donald Nolan is surprised that I didn't say Hall or Oates. Love those guys, too. Do you realize John Oates, who's like, he's kind of like the, I mean, Daryl Hall's the guy everybody talks about, and they, since Oates sang back up, and they don't realize that he wrote a lot of the songs, man, he was he was a huge ladies man in the eighties too. You know, that mustache worked for him, man. He, now my wife hates mustaches. That's why I don't grow one. I mean, this is, uh, this little half a day, yo growth will be gone. As soon as I get off of here, I'll go ahead and, uh, I'll shave it. Um, Brian Brown says 17 and Oh, dang, we're going 17 and Oh man. If you're right, if we go 17 0, I'll shave my head on the show. Um Brianna says, book it. This this is I love this. Brianna, I'm a huge fan now just because 13 and 4. 13 and 4 is fine. But book it, yeah. I love it. Bad, you get my email to send the original blueprint of Heinz Field. I don't know an address to send a few copies. Wow, I don't think I got that, Dave. I can give you an address. That's no problem. Um, I'll go ahead and look for that. If I don't get back to you, get back to me again. But I, that's awesome. Um, I appreciate it. And if here's one thing. If you get a hold of me on Twitter, if you get a hold of me on Facebook, if you email me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back to you. And if I don't get back to you, it's probably just because I missed it. Because you all are the lifeblood of our show and of our network here. And we can't do this without you. My gosh, it's a Sunday morning. 55 of you are uh, here with us. You're not in church, but you're a church here at St. Myron's. That's one of my email addresses, St. Myron, um, which is kind of ironic. But with that being said, no, thank you so much. I'm glad that you're here with me. I appreciate it. You check us out for everything Pittsburgh Steelers needs. That's what we're here for. And this is the least news show. You're not going to get as much St. Uh, news as you are on our other shows, but you're going to get the news on BTSC. You're going to get breaking news. You're going to get commentary. You're going to get, man, you're going to get film study. You're going to get everything. Then you're going to get guys like me and Tony giving you um, the fun side of the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
And that's kind of what we like to do. Jay Hannah, 7.30 a.m. in Cali. I love it. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's why you guys are great fans. And that's why Steelers fans are great fans. And the question is, how are we perceived by other fan bases? Maybe we are perceived as arrogant and whiny, but it doesn't matter. We have our team. And I'm proud to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And I'm going to make no apologies for that. And we have this team that we're proud of and we're never going to waver. And it doesn't matter if this team is one and 16 or 16 and one, you guys are watching it. And Dave Shipley says, and go pens on NBC 12 PM. Yeah. Playoffs start. And if you think, and, uh, Oh, I like that. Wait, Aaron Butler says Ravens 15 and two Browns 11 and six Steelers 10 and seven Bengals eight and nine. That's a pretty damn good division. There you go. And I don't know if I want to ask Aaron this question before I sign off. Are you a Capitals fan too? Um, being a Ravens fans, I know a lot of Ravens slash Capitals fans. Rod Young says, what's up, bad. What's up, Rod? Um, so here's the question. If you're, who do you hate more? Do you hate the Ravens more or do you hate the Capitals more? I go back and forth. And it looks like, man, do you think it could be a Capitals-Penguins series in round two? I hope so. Man, I hope so. It's, it's one of those things. You've got the regional Ravens and the regional Steelers hating each other. Love it. I actually like the Wizards, Aaron, because I just have no one to root for until Pittsburgh gets a team, which is never going to happen. You know, I I get it. I have no problem with the Wizards. But the Caps, man, I hate the Caps. I think sometimes even more than the Ravens, but the Caps are good. Now, Caps fans, I will say this about Caps fans. They're a little more loyal, I think. But... They're a little more loyal because they've been there for a lot longer. But that's it's great to have a uh, a rivalry like that. And uh, Rod Young, I'm a Steelers Habs fan. So that's interesting because uh, Rod, I think, is from Canada, if I'm not mistaken. So I hate Bruins and I hate the Pats. That's that's awesome. Um, where are you on the Penguins, though, Rod? Gonna ask you that. How are you on the Penguins? So. The the thing here is when you're a fan, you're loyal to your team. And I'm bringing up the Penguins for another reason. And I know the playoffs start today. Some people aren't hockey fans, Mark. I, I appreciate that too. But that's, you know, the Steelers have a, a polarizing player like Ben Roethlisberger. The, all those years, the Patriots had Tom Brady. I know he's a Buccaneer now. Tom, the, the closest comparison to Tom Brady and how much people around the league hate Tom Brady is probably Sidney Crosby. So you kind of you kind of understand it. Now Sidney Crosby has not been ex, uh, accused of a deflate gate. I don't think you could deflate a puck. If you can, that would be that would be pretty interesting. But all I'm saying is that there's kind of a there's kind of a a comparison there too. Um, Rod Young says, love the pens. I grew up a few streets away from Mario Lemieux. That's awesome. Um, Doc Holliday wouldn't walk across the street to watch that league. You know, 
man, I respect that too. But anyways, we're running long. I got to say best fans in the world are BTSC fans. Um, everybody else on the outside, the great unwashed can call us what they want. It's like the Tesla song, call it what you want. It's all music to me. And that's what it is. And if you're a Steelers fan, you're a Penguins fan. And hey, we know long suffering. We're pir- a lot of us are Pirates fans too. But you know what? Black and gold is the greatest thing going. If you're a fan of another team, though that color scheme is the greatest thing going. And, and I'm going to always respect that. And you know the phrase, anybody's welcome in my living room. Just don't pee on my couch. And that's it. So hey, I love you all. Whether you are a, we've got our Ravens Nation, Ravens Flock guy. I even love that guy too, because he's, he's a cool Ravens fan. He's going to talk smack, but he's not going to be a jerk. And I like that. So with that being said, three things, you know it, you, you know this by now, be safe. That's, that's really important. Be safe. Be true to yourself. Be who you are inside and don't be afraid of that. Be true to yourself and always, always be behind the steel curtain. I love you, Steeler Nation. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.